Welcome to the Near Church Podcast. This week's message starts now. Acts chapter 28. How many of you have a physical Bible in the house? Let me see it. Anybody? All right. Come on. We got one in the house. Awesome. How many of you charged your Bible before you came today? How many of you are like, I'm glad it's on the screen. Amen. Acts 28, verse 1. I have 10 verses to read with you today. The Bible says this. This is right. We're picking up right after last week. So last week, Paul is in a storm, but he hears from the Lord, and the Lord says, you're going to be in a storm, the ship's going to go down, but everyone in this ship, including you, is going to make it. Aren't you glad for that? That he brought us through the storm. And we pick right up in verse 1, and he says this, once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta, and the people of the island were very kind to us. I'm glad for kind people. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. And as Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. Somebody say, "Uh uh-oh. And the people on the island saw it hanging on his hand and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt. Can we start talking like that in 2023? A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live, verse five. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed, next verse. And the people waited for him to swell up suddenly or to drop dead. But when they have waited a long time, and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Verse 7. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius. I know there's some people having babies this coming year. Publius is right up there with them for a baby name. Come on. <laughs> baby P, baby Publius. The chief official of the island, and he welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. And as it happened, Publius' father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him. And laying hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. One more verse. And as a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. I want to preach to you, close out our series today on this subject. You ready for this? You ready to shout at your neighbor? Inconvenient revival. Come on, give three people a high five and say, are you ready for an inconvenient revival? Come on, three people. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. In your name we pray and everybody shouts. Amen. You may be seated. But on your way down, just point your finger at somebody one more time and say, inconvenient revival. Can we give it up for everyone watching online today? Come on, we're glad you're with us. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Have you ever been delayed? Yes. Have you ever been delayed in traveling? Yeah. Yeah. There is nothing like it. <laughs> nothing like it. Last week I told you that one of the greatest frustrations of 2023 was the weather. Well, I think I'm topping it today with travel delays. And this week, as you travel, if you travel somewhere for Thanksgiving, we have to travel this week, you're going to have delays. If you have children, if it takes four hours to get there, it's really going to take eight. Come on, somebody. Because how many of you know you got to stop every 30 minutes to use the bathroom? You got to stop at Bucky's if it's on the way. It's mandatory. Come on. You got to stop to eat. Maybe you're going to encounter traffic. You're going to experience some kind of delay. I remember there was one time, I was 19 years old, I think, and we had gone to Haiti on a mission trip. I went to Haiti a lot when I was a teenager and young adult. And we were coming on our way back, and they dropped us off. The missionary dropped us off at the airport and said, hey, we love you. We'll see you next year. Because we came every year. And we're sitting there. We went through security. Don't you love the TSA? Come on, somebody. 
we, we, we gave them our tickets, we turned in our bags, we did all the things we were supposed to do, and we're sitting there waiting, tick tock, da na 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 you know? And we had been there two hours just sitting there waiting for our flight to happen. And five minutes before the flight happens, it gets canceled. Oh, no. no, no big deal. You get a hotel, you know, and, and you stay and you wait till the next day. Unless you are in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Because you're going to get shot. You're going to get mugged. Come on. You're going to get kidnapped and held for ransom. This is in America. This is Haiti. Well, we thought, no big deal. We'll, we'll just call the missionary. So we call him. He doesn't answer. And at this point, they have kicked us out of the airport. Because they said there's another flight coming and you can't stay here. You have to wait outside. And so we call the missionary. He doesn't answer. We call the missionary. He doesn't answer. And so we're like, what on earth are we going to do? And so my pastor at the time says, well... I think between the four of us, we could figure out where we were. And so we get in the taxi, and they said, where do you go? We said, um, we don't know. <laughs> and so eventually, about six hours later, it was a 20-minute drive, about six hours later, we found where we were supposed to be. It was the craziest, scariest drive of my life, all because of a delay all because of a delay. And so many times in our life, especially when we're going through maybe a storm, a trial, a valley, whatever you want to call it, a delay doesn't just feel like a thing of time. A delay really feels like a denial. Am I talking to anybody today? And I think the most frustrating part of delays, especially in travel, is that the situation is not happening like we thought it would. Because yeah. in our minds, we come up with things are going to happen like A, B, and C. But a delay is throwing a wrench in the, in the midst, and it's not going to happen like you thought it would. And Paul, in our text today, is on his way to Rome to stand before Caesar. God has already told him, you're going to go and you're going to stand before the leader of the greatest nation of the time. And I'm going to use you to speak to this man. But we know the story from last week that the storm causes a delay in where God was calling him. Yeah. Now, delays feel so inconvenient because they don't go along with our plans. Yeah. Don't you love our plans? Yeah. And I hear the scripture saying this morning that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. Yeah. Our plans feel secure to us, but God's will is always greater than anything that we could have planned for. Yeah. And maybe today what feels like a delay in your life and in your story is really just an opportunity to trust God is doing something greater than I could have ever imagined. So here's a word of encouragement for somebody today. He is faithful even in the delay. I know the delay is inconvenient right now, but God is faithful and he will get you to where you need to be on the exact right time. Now take a moment and give God some praise right there for his faithfulness even in the delays. Come on, right there. He's faithful even in the storm, even in the delay, God is faithful. Even in the storm, look at your neighbor and say that, even in the storm, even in the storm, God is faithful. And it's in his faithfulness that I will get where I need to go. Now listen to me today. It just may not happen like you thought it would. Can you look at your neighbor and tell him one more thing for me? Get out of your head. Somebody can walk out today and say, I got delivered and freed and healed right there. Get out of your head. Quit trying to manipulate a situation in your own way to make it happen the way you thought it needs to be. Because the God of destiny, the God of purpose and dreams and calling is also the God of delays. Yeah. 
One of the greatest things I can do and you can do today is when trusting God. I'm going to trust God that he's not going to box my dream up in my own preconceived expectations. Yeah. Joseph, yes, God is going to exalt you above your family like you saw, but it won't happen like you thought it would. David, you're going to be anointed king of Israel as a teenager, but you're not going to be king for a couple of decades. It's not going to happen like you thought it would. And sometimes what we think is a delay to our destiny is really destiny all along. Because catch this this morning, there's a design in the delay. There's a design in the delay. Now let's go back to verse 1 today. Paul says, once we were safe on the shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. Somebody say Malta. Malta Malta means refuge. Hear me today. There is refuge even in the middle of the storm. Oh, come on. There is refuge even in the middle of the storm. There is refuge even in the delay. When things don't happen the way I thought they would. Not married by the time I thought I'd be married. Don't have the career that I thought I'd have by now. My financial situation hasn't changed. I've gave, I've been faithful, I've been sowing, I've been believing, I've been praying, I've been fasting, and it's just not changing. There's refuge even in the middle of those seasons. Now, what's interesting is you could just read the definition of Malta and say refuge, praise God, that's amazing. But there's a deeper meaning, Brother Ken, and it's this. Malta also means honey. Because the island was known at the time for its beekeeping. Now listen, beekeeping can get you stung, right? But there's honey that comes along with the sting. Come on. This shows us how God uses pain in the kingdom. That at a refuge of place, I may have been going through a season where it feels like a stinging. But even in the sting, there's honey. Even in the crushing, we were singing it this morning, there's new wine. Come on, somebody. So I know today you may have been going through the season of your life and it's been extremely tough. But the Holy Spirit sent me to tell you this morning, right before Thanksgiving, that there is sweetness that is being made through the thing that you're going through. There is honey being produced in the middle of the sting. There is new wine coming out of the crushing. Come on, somebody. Yeah, give them some praise right there if you want to. Now look at your whole row and tell your whole row, I know it's bitter right now. I know it's bitter right now, but there's something sweet on the way. Did you hear me? There's something sweet on the way. And it's better than Krispy Kremes. Come on, somebody. It's honey from the Lord that's coming out of the sting. Y'all get too excited this morning. I'm not even there yet. Come on. I love it. Verse 2. Now, the people of the island were very kind to us. I'm glad for kind people. I'm glad for people who are kind in the middle of a storm season. Mm. And the Bible says it was cold and rainy. So they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. Even in the cold and rainy conditions, God used the people of Malta to care for Paul. Not only, hear me today, is something sweet on the way for you, but God is about to put some people in your life to care for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is the sting going to produce honey in my life, there are some people in the middle of my delay that God wants to use to take care of me. Mm. I'm glad for kind people. I'm glad for caring people. Because maybe, maybe you've been in the middle of a bunch of negative people. Remember what we said a couple weeks ago, negative Nancy, pessimistic Pam, negative Ned, come on. Maybe you've been around a bunch of negative people, not people of faith, 
But I declare today that God is bringing some caring people your way. Mm. I'm declaring today, God's going to put some people in the path of your delay that in the midst of cold and rainy conditions, in the midst of the sting, are going to care for you. And I declare today that what was once a bitter season is becoming sweet and it has caring people attached to it. Give God some praise right there if you believe it for your life today. Come on. This is good. Now, verse 3, we go to verse 3. Is this helping you so far today? Verse 3, as Paul gathered an armful of sticks, because Paul's like, I can't come to the party and not contribute. I got to bring something. And you're building a fire, so I'm going to help out. I'm going to help out Publius. That's where the term pub comes from. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But he gathers an armful of sticks and is laying them on the fire. He's being helpful. He's doing what's right. And suddenly, what was laying on them by the fire, a poisonous snake. He's doing what he's supposed to do, and he gets bit by a snake. This dude can't get a break. Let's talk about Paul for a second. He's arrested. Most of us would be like, Lord, I don't know if I believe in you anymore. (laughs) And then he's on a ship that goes down. Lord, I really don't believe in you now. And then he gets bit by a snake. Now, if you know me, I hate snakes. In fact, on Friday night, we were getting ready to host all these young adults. I was so excited. And I'm back here talking to Pastor Phil at the tech booth. And all of a sudden, a snake slithers out of the tech booth. I said, the devil is a liar. Come on. Now listen, it wasn't that big. He was like this big. No, he was like this big. He was like this big. He's little. He's a baby snake. But how many of you know a snake is a snake? Come on, somebody give God praise right there. A snake is a snake. I hate snakes. I hate snakes. Some of you hate snakes. And he's doing what he's supposed to do, and he gets bit by a poisonous snake. Now, what's interesting is how the Bible puts it, that the poisonous snake was driven out by the heat, by the heat of the fire. Can I tell you today that when you are building a life around the fire of God, it will always bring out the snakes. Let me say it again. When you're building a life based around the fire and the presence of God, it will always bring the snakes. When you start doing something for Jesus, guess what? It's not going to be walking through the tulips, baby. It's going to be watching out for snakes. Come on. on. There are going to be snakes. Because pirates don't attack empty ships. Mm. I said pirates don't attack empty ships. They attack ones full of treasure. And when you say yes to God, you better expect the attack of the enemy. Now, I'm not talking about your AC went out. I'm not talking about your car died because you haven't changed the oil in 10 years. Come on, somebody. That's all I'm talking about. I'm talking about attacks from the enemy. Snakes sent by the enemy. Because listen to this. This is so powerful, y'all. So much in this. Because the snake didn't just bite Paul anywhere. Didn't bite him at his ankles. It bit him on his hand. The same hand he was using to build the fire. So catch this this morning. The enemy always attacks at the place of destiny. If the devil can stop what I'm doing, he will. Because if we think for a second that we have this grand call on our lives and nothing bad is going to happen because of it, that people are just going to love us all the time and no one's ever going to talk bad about us and nothing bad is ever going to happen, we done been fooled by the devil. 
the moment I say yes to Jesus, and then when I say yes to his purposes, I'm inviting. Hey, look at me. I'm a big old target. Come on, somebody. If the devil can do anything, he's going to do what he can do. And that's why when you encounter God in a powerful way here on a Sunday encounter, the devil starts working right away. That's why you start having the moment. You don't, you don't have those thoughts of doubt in here. But you get in your car and you start doubting the word of God over your life. You have faith in here and the negative neg calls you on the way home. Come on. Why? Because the snakes have been released. There be snakes, and they're ready to bite. But this wasn't just a normal snake, wasn't a garter snake, wasn't a harmless snake. It was a poisonous snake, a viper full of poison to kill out what God wanted to do. Now, this happened in 2022 at Near Church. I'm going to be real with you today. God was moving we moved into a new location in 2022 of August and we had record attendance. People being saved. I mean, it was just a powerful time. And all of a sudden, in the middle of God moving, the snakes came out. The snakes came out. And it was all we could do to just hold on and believe that God had purpose for us and that he was faithful even in the snake's biting. Now what's interesting is sometimes when you're going through a situation, you won't understand what really happened until later. And this week, the, our covering, the apostles over our lives, knew someone from Bowling Green. They met someone from Bowling Green recently. And these people said, you know, we pastored in Bowling Green for a moment, and it was the hardest place to do anything for God that we've ever been. That made me feel good, if I'm being honest. I didn't miss God in 2016, right? Well, then he began to talk about the greatest challenge they had was this group of people that were notorious from going to church to church and causing issues causing splits, causing doubt in staff, mm. causing all kinds of issues. And, and, and Pastor Faye was the one that talked to our covering. And she said, really? What was their names? And she named the names and she said, are you kidding me? They were in our church. They were in our church and they caused issues in our Our budget went in half overnight. Our staff went in half overnight because of these people. I'm not going to name any names this morning. So y'all, I know y'all just waiting like, who is it? Who is it? Now the Bible says that we don't fight against flesh and blood. So let's clarify that right there. I love them. I still pray for them. I still declare the goodness of God over them. But sometimes God will use people as snakes. Come on. People that you thought you could trust. People you thought would be there for you. If you're not careful, they're really a snake in sheep's clothing. Be careful for the snakes. Come on, somebody. And then in verse 4... The Bible says that the people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt. A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. Though he escaped the storm, justice will not permit him to live. As I heard this story this week, y'all, I began to weep. I was rocking Abby because she was sick this week. And I began to weep uncontrollably in my chair because I thought about how many times I wanted to quit in the middle of the snakes. 
and these people shared with our covering that most ministries did not survive these people wrecking their church. But guess what? We still here today. Thank you for the two of you clapping. I'll clap for myself too. We're still here today. Because these people probably thought, a murderer, no doubt. We're going to terrorize this church, no doubt. Snakes will show up when you're doing something for God. Snakes, catch this right here, always attract other snakes. They multiply. Now, I know this. Because the last house I lived in, the first summer we were there, we saw one snake and he would hang around. And I'd chase him off because I hate snakes. And the next summer, there was two snakes. And then this last summer, there was like 10. There were so many snakes. And I would go out there with a garden hoe. Y'all should have been driving by my house. I know some of y'all are like, don't kill the snakes. God will forgive me. Come on, somebody. But I've learned that snakes always attract other snakes. Snakes that speak lies, yeah, yeah. that write posts about you. Yeah, Are you with me today? Yeah. That split churches, yeah. that take away your hope. Yeah. They'll talk. Mm-hmm. Snakes will talk. Yeah. They be talking. Somebody say, they're talking. They're talking. Did I lose you? They're talking. But Paul, don't worry about the snakes. And don't worry about what they're saying about you. Catch this this morning. The snakes aren't punishment. The attack isn't a punishment. Oh, may I feel this for somebody today. The snakes aren't a punishment, boo-boo. The attack isn't a punishment, Paul. The snake is not an attack. It's a confirmation that I'm in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. I'm going to say that again for the devil. The snake is not an attack. It's a confirmation that I'm in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. So here's what I want to tell you today. Don't give up because the snakes come out. Don't throw in the towel because they start biting you. Don't say, man, God must not want to use me anymore. Paul, don't even think it. Do like the prophetess Swift and shake it off, shake it off. (laughs) Prophetess Swift. Come on, somebody. That's a joke. Shake it off. Because then we go to verse 5. Shake it off. Somebody say, shake it off. off. But in the middle of the bite, Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. Come on, somebody. And here's what I want to tell you today. Shake off the words that they spoke to you. Shake off the sermon that they wrote about you. I've been there. Shake off the intimidation. Shake off bitterness. Come on, somebody. Shake off unforgiveness. Somebody say, shake it off. Shake it off. Shake off the spiritual abuse. I'm going to say that again. I felt that. Shake off the spiritual abuse and the manipulation. Shake off their rules and regulations. Shake off the whispers when you came in the room and you knew they were talking about you. Shake off the rejection. Shake it off. Oh, shake it off. Shake off them trying to split your church. Shake off them whispering in other people's ears. Because y'all, I remember they would be having secret dinners with people that I found out later and whispering in their ears, talking about me and talking about the church. And there was nothing I could do about it except trust God. I just had to shake it off. Somebody say that again. Say, shake it off. But here's what's powerful, y'all. You with me? He shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. God wants you to shake it off, but here's the problem with shaking it off. You can't shake it off by your own efforts. 
Because the viper will never come off. If you just say, well, I'm just not going to worry about what they said about me. I'll get over it. No, you won't. That venom's going to get in your system. Oh, and you're going to become bitter. Who am I preaching to today? You cannot deliver yourself from the attacks of the enemy. Oh, I feel like preaching today. But you can trust that God is going to protect you against every single viper. Come on, somebody. So when you shake off that snake, shake it off in faith that God is protecting you. God is protecting me. Come on, somebody. God is protecting me. Somebody say that out loud. Say, God is protecting me. He's got my back. I know the weapon's been formed against me. Help me out. But no weapon formed against me is going to be able to prosper. Just shake it off. Come on, somebody. Shake it off. Somebody declare that. Say, shake it off. I need you to get up and give three people a high five and say, shake it off. Shake. Come on, y'all. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake. And just do it with me. Shake it off. Shake it off, but don't shake it off into becoming more bitter. No, 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 no. Did you hear me? Don't become bitter from the venom. No, no, no. Shake that fire. No. Don't shake the fire. Don't disturb what God's doing. No. Don't touch what God's doing. He's still doing it even in the midst of the bite. Hmm. I said the snake cannot stop the fire. It feels like it. It feels like the viper's gonna take me out. It feels like the venom is gonna come in my heart and take me out. But don't shake the fire. Don't disturb the fire. Shake the snake off in the same fire that caused it to come out in the first place. Oh! I wish I had the voice to preach this today because God's purposes for me will not be lacking attack. But when the devil attacks, get laser focused and shake off the snake in the fire that God is building. Come on, somebody. You know what the antidote is for the snake? Throw it back in the same fire that it came out of. Come on. Paul, you made it through the storm. You made it through the shipwreck. But now you're going to die by the viper. That's what they say. Because our enemy does come to steal, kill, and destroy. But hear me today. The bite that should bind me. The bite that should have closed near church in 2022. Here's the amazing thing about God. You ready for this? The bite that was meant to kill me was turned around for my good. The bite that was meant to kill me. God is turning around for my good. Now here's the thing about Paul. Him shaking it off did not mean he knew he was going to be okay. He didn't know if that venom was going to work or not. But he had enough faith in God. That if I shake this thing off in the fire, the same God that brought me through the shipwreck, because remember the word of the Lord that God gave Paul. He said, surely you will stand before Caesar. Are you with me today? Surely you will stand before Caesar. Which means if the same God I'm serving today is the one that brought me through the shipwreck, Jared. He's the same one that is going to heal me of this viper bite. So shake it off. And I don't know what you came in here today with. I don't know what words somebody has spoken over you, what kind of prophetic words are over you. I want to tell you today, shake it off. Get it off of you. Shake it off. That last season that you came out of, don't walk into this season with it. Shake it off. Shake. Come on, somebody do it right now. Shake it off. I'm shaking off the despair. I'm shaking off what they said. I know the post hurt, but shake it off. 
shake it off because the same God that was for me with the shipwreck is not against me. Come on. If God be for me, what snake can be against me? I don't care how powerful the snake is because our God is far greater than our enemy. I want you to take a moment right there and give him some praise that God has brought you through. Come on. Can we do that for 30 seconds right there? Come on. Shake it off. Shake it off with your praise. Shake it off with the word. I know I got bit by the snake, but I got to stand before Caesar and no viper. Man, y'all, I feel like preaching is going to hold me. I know what they did to other churches, but they're not going to do it here. Come on, give them some praise. Listen, y'all, I'm about to run whether y'all do or not. Because I think about the moments, oh, where the venom should have taken my heart. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about staff. It wasn't about numbers. It was a heart issue. And that's what the devil wants to do. If I can get my venom in their heart, but I'm not going to today because I've shake it off. Shake it off. Somebody say, shake it off. off. Yeah. Shake it off. And then we get to verse 6. You still with me in the room today? I'm almost done. Verse 6. I love this. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. Thanks. They look at Paul and say, you should be dead. And they waited. That's not conjecture. Look, but when they had waited a long time, they literally stood around Paul and waited for his demise. He's never going to make it through this. This is going to take him out. It's going to kill him. going to kill his church. Come on, somebody. It's going to take her out. That mess, she a hot mess. They, they, they gone. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just waiting. There are people secretly following you on social media. They don't care about you. They don't care about your posts. They may like your posts. They don't really care. They're just waiting to see your demise. And there was a season of my life where I knew that's what those people wanted and I still have relationship with them anyway. And then God gave me a word. You ready for this? He said, you have permission to unfollow them. (laughs) Can I give somebody that word today? You have permission to unfollow them. I'm not talking about being nasty. I'm not talking about being mean. You don't have to say anything. But if following them is stealing your victory, Come on. boo-boo, it, I don't have to think twice about you. Unfollow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Because they be waiting. Yeah. Now, I hate that culture that we talk about haters in the church all the time. I mean, haters are going to hate and ainers are going to ain't, right? <laughs> I hate all that stuff. But there are seasons where you're going to have people waiting. Paul, you're going to die? You're going to swell up? But tell somebody on your row, say, keep waiting. Come on, say with attitude. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. Because they waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed. My delay on this island, catch this, is nothing like the delay you're going to experience of waiting to see me die. Did you hear that? The delay that I'm going to be on this island, I'm only going to be on this island for a little bit because God has to put me before Caesar. But if you're just waiting for my demise, 
you're going to be delayed a long time. Because if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm not going anywhere. So when Paul was unharmed, you still with me in the room today? When Paul was unharmed, God was prophesying. God was speaking. I'm not done with Paul yet. So here's a word for you today. Keep waiting because God's not done yet. I know the viper bit you, but keep waiting because God's not done yet. Keep waiting. Don't throw in the towel yet. Keep waiting because he's not done yet. Because if he was done, the viper would have already killed you. And what he's doing is more powerful than even Paul can understand. And here's where I really wanted to get to today. Verse 7. Nudge your neighbor and say, get ready. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. Near the shore where we landed, an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island, he welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. And as it happened, hmm, as it happened, this is interesting. As it happened, Publius' father was ill with fever and dysentery. Poor dude. Paul went in and prayed for him. And laying his hands on him, he healed him. God uses Paul in the middle of a shipwreck, in the middle of a storm, in the middle of being bit by a viper to bring healing to Publius's father. Paul has been through the storm of his life. Paul is being attacked by snakes, but God is moving anyway. God is moving anyway. Why? Because God's not done with him yet. And I want to encourage somebody today that God is still in the business of using people in broken places. Using people in stormy seasons. Using people who aren't qualified because of the trial they're going through. He is still using Paul. And this is amazing. Because we could sit here and end the verse and be like, wow. He did it for the one. Thank you, Jesus. He shipwrecked Paul for the one. You know? But he's not done. Because I hear the Lord saying, I'm still not done with Paul. Because then we get to verse 9. Then all. Somebody say that with me. Then all the sick people on the island came and were healed. All. All. God brings revival to Malta. He brings healing to Malta. Not one person. All. All. Somebody shout all. All. Everyone is touched and changed. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful today that God still used me in a shipwrecked season. But here's the moment, y'all. I've been trying to get to this entire series. You ready for this? The next five minutes right here. Paul is shipwrecked. He goes through troubles. He goes through trials. He goes through pain and suffering. We've been there, right? Church hurt. It's what we've been talking about this whole series. But here's my question today. Are we willing to go through pain for an inconvenient revival? Are we willing to be shipwrecked for an unscheduled revival? Because some of us are so focused on what happened that we truly haven't seen why it happened. You'll focus so much on them hurting you, 
but you haven't asked why did you allow it God I'm not saying like in a crying way like God why did you allow this but seeing the purpose in it because when I look back and I see all that God did I see his hand at work in every single moment stay with me here I think about the old song when I think about the Lord how he saved me how he raised me how he with the Holy Ghost how he healed me to the uttermost when I think about you know the song when I think about what God did when I think about what God did Paul even in the storm even in being shipwrecked even in the snakes I'm going to do something through you and in you that you can't even imagine. Catch this, y'all. Go ahead and come, Pastor Jordan. When I wrote this line from the Holy Spirit, I felt the weight and the freedom that is attached to it. Are you ready for this? This changed my life. While Publius's father was getting sick, God was wrecking a ship. While Publius's father was getting sick, God was wrecking a ship. What are you saying, Pastor Andrew? Somebody else needs what you've been through. And am I willing to go through the season to be crushed so that someone else may find Jesus? Because while Publius' father is experiencing fever and he's so sick that he's going to die, God is bringing the wind from the east. causing a shipwreck are we willing to suffer because I think that's something we don't talk about enough in the American church is the theology of suffering I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live part of union is joining with union in Christ and his suffering am I willing to suffer Now, I'm not talking about going out and suffering on your own hand and your own behalf and suffering because of sin. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about suffering for the sake of the gospel. Am I willing to be inconvenienced for a season so that someone else may experience a move of God in their life? Am I willing to go through it? Because here's the thing, God will bring you through it. I hope you have found that out from this series. I didn't want this series to be so gloom and doom. I wanted to be filled with so much hope. And that's what I've tried to convey to you, the word of the Lord, the hope for your life. You're going to come through. God will bring you through it. But he doesn't just want to bring me through it. Because I can be bitter or I can be better. God wants to use what I've come out of. So God uses Paul for an unscheduled revival on Malta. And that's so powerful. Like this thing is so layered. He brings Paul, he's shipwrecked. He's bitten by the snake. And because of the snake, he's able to heal Publius. And then everybody comes and they're healed. But that's not the end of the story. We get to verse 10. As a result, because everything is a chain reaction. Everything. Can I tell you that after that horrible season that we went through, God gave us this place. Now, some people, that's like, that don't mean jack to me. 
like you still got tears on the walls <laughs> on Friday night we were talking about the concrete floors I was talking to the leader of Young Life I said yeah we made them this way these were intentional floors like this we came in here with paint and, and we didn't really it was a joke that may not mean much to you but to me it was God saying I'm not done yet I didn't even know how many people were going to show up in this new building. We literally moved in here overnight. It didn't mean much to some, but to me, it meant, man, God's not finished with me yet. So as a result, everything's a chain reaction. We were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, this is catch us and I'm done. People supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. Not only is God going to do something through me in the middle of this crazy season, God is going to send me into my next with everything that I need from the Lord. Everything. God's going to send me into my next season. You're shipwrecked in one, that's all right. We're going to send you with a new boat this season. You threw off all your stuff because you were crazy in the last storm. That's all right. We're going to supply you in this season. Are we willing to be crushed? Are we willing to suffer? What you went through was not on accident. God didn't do it. He didn't do it to me, but he did allow it. And today, we see the purposes of God staying with me all across the world. Hey, listener, thanks for tuning in to the Near Church Podcast. You can give online, fill out a virtual connection card, plan your visit, and more by texting the words Near Church to 94000 or by visiting us online at www.nearchurch.co.